He's bad at the bone. That's John Leahy. He's alongside me. I'm Mike Macknick here. Merrimack Hockey. The Warriors hosting UMass this weekend. Into the first period. It's UMass 1 and Merrimack nothing. Our guest here in the first intermission, Donnie Morehouse, the uh, longtime outstanding uh, play-by-play broadcaster for UMass Hockey. And uh, that first period, you know, I know that this week Greg Carville was talking about wanting to see his team play with more desperation, especially coming into this weekend. And the thought for in, in many different ways, you could see that UMass came out of the locker room and played that way in the first period. They did. I think there was, uh, you know, that, that first 10 minutes, and, and uh, Coach Boric had told Brock in the pregame, we want to survive that first 10 minutes, just get the puck out of the zone, get it deep in the corners and go to work there. Well, they almost did it. It was 9.54, I think, when the goal went in. But, you know, the, the Minutemen scored a goal the way they always score goals, within three feet of the net. And there were guys whacking away at that thing, and it finally came loose to Bobby Trevino, and he had the opportunity to put it in. So I think there's a sense of urgency with this team right now, and I think they played like that in the first period. But so did Merrimack. After the goal, we didn't look down to our right again. Again, it was all Merrimack from that point forward. So I thought that the Warriors really answered, uh, other than executing and finishing, they really answered the second half of that period. Yeah, I mean, this is what we can expect this weekend, I think, right? you got a couple of teams that are working hard, battling hard. That's what they need to do to be successful. We saw in that first period, I mean, you got Trevino, the goal scorer. is a guy who's back-checking here, breaking up uh, Forsmark on a great play to, uh, to prevent a good scoring chance. So, you know, those kinds of things happening at both ends of the ice, that's what make, will make both of these teams successful. Yeah, they're both playing to their identity and it's it's interesting that the identity of both these teams is very similar. UMass has obviously had a tremendous amount of success with it over the last couple of years culminating in the national championship but it's good to see that Merrimack has that compete level as well a very similar style and some skill guys that they have obviously brought into the program as well. I'm fascinated by uh, the kid Capone who's a really young young freshman out here competing very well against these older guys. Tony, take us through what it was like opening night, the banner raising. How special was that to be in the house? Oh, it was dismal because they lost. It was it, it, it was a, a minute into the game, Minnesota State scored, and, and the, the level of deflation, and Coach Carvels talked about it as well. He spent days, weeks, months leading up to that game saying, guys, we need to be ready. And that, once that banner is raised, it's over. There's no more talking about the national championship. And uh, the Minutemen just came out flat. They were overwhelmed by the... It was a beautiful ceremony. It was simple. It was quick. It, but it was powerful. And it was, you know, if you could possibly imagine, you know, all the years that UMass struggled to be a... To have just to, to be a representative program in hockey East, and then to sit there and watch a national championship banner go up like that. Uh, it really took its toll on UMass, and I think it lasted throughout the weekend. So they recovered against AIC. You know, a little blip in the exhibition against Dartmouth. Um, but, uh, you know, based on the way that they're playing tonight, uh, I think that they're sort of back on track. At least they're on their way. I want to talk a little more about the championship because it's the first time we've had a chance to see you guys. And, you know, obviously, John and myself, very happy for you guys, the UMass program, and the success that you guys have had recently and winning that title. But, I mean, you know, you go back many years, Brock does. I remember the first game that was in this rink that UMass came here and played, a game that was on Nesson, and Merrimack beat them by the score of 8-2 to and all those years that UMass was trying to get up there, you know, climb the ladder in Hockey East and had a few years there in the 2000s. 
situations where they looked like they were getting there, you know, and then slipped back down a bit. To finally have it all come together in the last couple of years and then win that title, and you were there to call the game, uh, you know, in April, uh, earlier April of this year. What was that experience like? It was, uh, and I mentioned this to John. I had the pleasure of being on John's podcast earlier this week, and, uh, and thank you. That was an honor. Um, I thought about Red Gendron, who had passed away that weekend, and I thought about him quite a bit because uh, that 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 Tukahoon era of UMass hockey was uh, up and down. There was a, a, a lot of both. You know, the triple overtime game against Maine, the uh, NCAA tournament with John Quick and goal. So there was a lot of ups, and there was just a lot of downs as well. But we were really the the broadcast team was an integral part of it. We worked so closely with the coaching staff. We became friendly with the players. You know, there are still guys from that era that I'm in touch with now, players. So I thought about them, you know, the, and all the struggles that they went through trying to get the program to where Toot wanted it, where the administration wanted it. And, uh, you know, I remember Toot Uno always used to say, we're looking for pioneers, not historians. So we're not looking for, you know, what, what UMass was, but what you can make it going forward. And, uh, and it took Greg Carvel really to to have that vision realized, and the the, the structure that he brought in, and uh, getting the buy-in from all the players, and it resulted in a national championship. So I really thought a lot about the the former uh, coaching staff, the former players, and guys that I still talk to today, and just knowing that how they were celebrating it was was a pretty special moment. You know, I could relate to that going back to the 2011 season, although Merrimack didn't quite reach the height that UMass did. UMass won both the Hockey East Tournament and the National Tournament last year. Merrimack was in the championship game that year. They made it to the tournament, but you know, got knocked out in the first round. But same thing, you know, you heard from all of the old guys, the guys that you remembered that had played there and, you know, played on some teams who, you know, they, they worked hard, but, you know, for whatever reason, they just weren't able to quite get to that level. And then, you know, once that happened, you saw the pride on their face and you heard from them, you know, that kind of thing. And, and even talking with Greg Carver before the game and, and when I brought up the alumni, you know, his face lit up. You can tell he's really, really excited to be able to talk about that. Yeah, it's uh, there's a great tradition of hockey at the University of Massachusetts. And while it wasn't always a winning tradition, it's still a, a strong tradition. And, they're, you know, Brock is over there interviewing one of the alumni right now. Uh, they are still heavily involved. And the former players, you go down in the link post-game interview, Coach Carvel after a game, and you'll see uh, players from every era down there, you know, waiting to say hello and uh, talk to some of, the, some of the new guys. So it's a it's it's a great family atmosphere. It's always been that way, and uh, you know that makes that makes what we do kind of pleasurable. You know, what's next? How do they go from here? How do they keep it going? Oh, I have no. If I knew that, I'd be sitting on the bench. You know. I mean, there's a there's a standard that they play to, and right now I think the idea is how do we get these ten new guys to buy into that standard? You know, how do we get? You know, there's not a there's not a lot of superstar players on this UMass roster. There's always been one or two. There's been the Zach Jones and Mikhail McCarn and uh, John Leonard, but really it is made up of guys who are willing to give a little bit of themselves to play the system. The system works. And if they can get the buy-in like they did last year, then we'll be there at the end again. That's what it comes down to. All right, Don, it's great to see you as always. We appreciate it. I know you're going to get back to the UMass radio broadcast. Folks, check them out. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, they do an outstanding job, Donnie and Brock, and we appreciate your time uh, joining us here. Also, check out that podcast. 
that Donnie mentioned. And John, with uh, Donnie, it's called the... Airing it out, files from Leahy's broadcast booth. It's great to have Donnie with us this week. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Not a lot of hockey talk. We talked about everything else, but... Oh, that's right. i got to bring this up quickly. Uh, you're famous. You're, a, you're an actor. Tell us about that. Tell us about your acting career. It's uh, It was brief. It was fun. It's over, so... <laughs> this is the podcast that you want to hear all about. There you go. That sounds good. Donnie, thanks again. We appreciate it, man. Uh, take care. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. All right, Donnie Morehouse, our guest here in the first intermission. With the score, UMass 1, Merrimack nothing. Back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.